This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account. And you can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to Pool Together Community Podcast. Win, win, win. And I'm your host, Tim, a.k.a. Hot Mike, a.k.a. Millie Yearly, because I am manifesting that Pool Together is going to have that million-dollar prize at least once a year. And I'm here with Nucleus. The Nucleus team, we got Ani, we got Nikhil, we got Akash here from Nucleus. Welcome, gents. Welcome, sirs. Hey, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Nice to be here. It even sounds good when you all three talk at the same time. It's so good. <laughs> They're just on a laptop mic, every listener. Can you believe it? They're just on them. This is Discord sound processing. So anyway, uh, so we had gotten connected um, somewhere through the interwebs and I tried out Nucleus and it blew my mind because I could connect my Web3 wallet, my MetaMask, hit me up now, spam, uh, podcast spam bots. I'm even scared to say MetaMask because I'm going to get spammed. Um, I could hook it up to Nucleus and spend my USDC out of my wallet and it was magical. And that's what crypto is all about is the magical things. So, uh, guys, I would love to hear your stories. How'd you get into crypto? And then how'd you start this uh, Nucleus miracle product? And then uh, then I know you've also run into some some hitches in your giddy-ups. So I'd love to hear about that. Ready, set, go. Yeah, I can start. My name's Akash. Uh, I was building a fintech consumer app before this. I was building a d- direct indexing platform where people could come in and create their own ETF. And um, I had to connect to brokerages like Robinhood and Alpaca and basically brokerages in, in TradFi. And I just realized how tough it was to integrate with existing platforms. And this concept of open finance didn't really exist in traditional finance. So that just motivated me to get into um, DeFi and open finance. And I started looking into smart contracts and how easy it is to be interoperable in the self-custody world, uh, whether it's payments and things like that. And I that's when it clicked for me that, okay, this could be world-changing. And that's why uh, we started Nucleus Cards. Um, so that's for me. Nickel? Yeah, hey, I'm Nickel. I wrote my first smart contract in 2017 and thought absolutely nothing of it, thought that this was stupid, it wasn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> and a couple years later, I was wrong, completely wrong. Um, started my crypto journey maybe a year and a half, two years ago. I was just curious, kind of interested in the tech, learning how smart contracts work, how Ethereum operates under the hood. So started playing around with building my own simple contracts on the side and eventually built a couple of random products. One was a way to buy NFTs via a credit card so that a mainstream person didn't have to get a self-custody card. Then I uh, teamed up with Ani and Akash here to start Nucleus. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, I'm Ani. Um, my journey is not that impressive. I actually have like a fully traditional like web two engineering background, but, um, yeah, I actually heard about like Bitcoin in 2017 from in an Uber. And I was like, this is just like a bubble. I, I don't, I didn't think much of it, but yeah, I think like through the pandemic and the whole creator economy and how, like, I don't know, I, I really was drawn to people's ability to kind of own their audience, own their assets, cross platforms and stuff. Got in kind of through that and then applied my engineering background to start writing smart contracts and, yeah, teamed up with Nikhil to build some of those products that he was talking about. And then there was Nucleus. So how did it start? How did you guys come up with this? 
Yeah, we were um, basically um, Nikhil, Ani, myself. We left our jobs and we were motivated to build something in this space. We initially wanted to build uh, something in the 2.5 space, uh, like a single source of truth platform where you could connect your, um, if you're a DAO, you could connect your traditional bank account, but also your multi-sig. And this would be sort of your your central source of truth. Uh, and then we just started diving deeper and we realized that the toughest thing for DAOs and DAO operators is unlocking their existing crypto. As in, uh, we got into, after, you know, customer interviews, and currently we're in Y Combinator. So this is something we constantly learn, which is how to do user interviews. And when we did those, uh, we saw that the current process of spending your crypto is to first convert it to USDC, send it to your Coinbase, and then connect your bank account to your Coinbase or whatever custody solution you use, ACH or wire money into your bank account, and then use your traditional debit or credit card. And then that's when we thought, you know, there's there's something here that we have to explore. So did I get it right when I explained what Nucleus is? I would love to hear your your elevator pitch for Nucleus. Yeah, I think you got it most mostly right. Our sort of one-liner is it's a debit card for your self-custody crypto balance. The way that it works behind the scenes is we have a smart contract deployed on Ethereum and Layer 2s where the end user will give our smart contract um, a permission. It's called an ERC-20 approval. Uh, so you would give our smart contract a USDC approval of, say, $1,000. Then we issue a debit card for you and you can spend up to a thousand dollars in the background when you swipe your visa debit card we'll cross check that permission on your smart contract and if the ticket size of the item that you're purchasing is less than your balance and less than the permission that you gave us then we automatically start pulling funds from your self-custody wallet to uh, fulfill the payment so you can almost think of it as being a regular debit card and it operates the same way as a regular debit card. Just swipe, don't think about it, move on with life. Nice, nice. And then what we had actually talked about um, doing this with Pool together. So this was, would be so sweet, uh, would be to, because we have PTA USDC, which is a smart contractable. You can convert USDC to PTA USDC, which is a ticket that's deposit that's a depo- that represents chances to win in pool together and uh and it would be really cool to not even have to convert and go in and out of pool together tickets and if you could actually just spend those so um so that that's awesome but there was a little hitch in the giddy up could you talk about that uh yeah i mean i think right now tim like you know the banking sentiment and just the sentiment unfortunately in the US is like around banking and crypto is is not great post FTX um so like you know for us to operate we we need to partner with the bank uh, essentially and it's called like a bin sponsor so um in order to bridge the the crypto and traditional rails which is like you know um you actually swiping your card and paying the merchant for example uh, we need a bank to issue that card so um yeah it's been kind of hard in this climate to find a bank partnership or really even talk to banks. <laughs> um, and they're kind of like bucketizing crypto into like one thing. And I mean, we deal entirely in stablecoin. Um, our, you know, our smart contract is public, but it's still been tough to get that partnership going. And but it's something we're, we're working towards. Yeah. And uh, to, to tell everyone, we were actually live um, and we had active customers from all across the world. 
And then this one day uh, in our Discord, our customers told us that the card was getting declined. And then we spoke to uh, our bank uh, to only find out that, hey, they can no longer support crypto programs. Um, so it was kind of not the not the best way of fi- finding out. Um, so we were kind of, you know, we got the rug pulled under us and uh, it wasn't the best situation. But yeah, we've been working towards finding, like Ani said, a different bin sponsor, bank charter. And the, where it gets really complicated is, you know, this is a big compliance game because we are merging traditional rails with blockchains. And when it comes to traditional rails, you have to think about, um, who can be a card sponsor, a bin sponsor. And while it may look um, a certain way in the U.S., that could be completely different internationally. And when you look at crypto, uh, and when we saw a waiting list for our product, users came from really like all across, from from India, from Europe, uh, from South America. Um, and yes, even though a lot of them were from the U.S., it's, it's truly a global phenomenon. Um, so one of the challenges in this game is also how can you uh, build a platform where you can issue globally. Um, so, just wanted to say that. So, what's the what's the time frame on the on the new banking partner? I know that banks move really slow, right? And uh, and they're also like there needs to be that KYC element, right? Like to be able to work with any bank, there needs to be no loophole. There's no way in, in backdoor that you can get in without using KYC. Um, so what's the time frame there? And then how are you approaching both U.S.? Because I, I think you're launching in the U.S., right? But then you would ideally go international. Um, so h- how do you do that? Yeah, um, I think this time in the last few weeks has really allowed us to rethink our strategy in terms of um, how we want to go about this. Um, so, yes, we've been looking for banks. We even um, started applying to the Visa FinTech Fast Track program. Uh, in terms of timeline, I wish I had more clarity, but it's really a, more of a binary outcome. Uh, as soon as we get a bin sponsor that is like, yes, uh, we can do, we can do your uh, your USDC program. Um, I'm not really sure in terms of how long that'll be. Um, you know, maybe it will be two, three months. Maybe it'll be six months. Uh, but we hope to find clarity on that as soon as possible. The second thing is what well, we've been seeing, um, even from our Y Combinator batch, is that a lot of the activity does come from like the LATAM region, um, so places like Argentina, Colombia, and we we kind of almost feel like if we want to go down this path, it, that may also be something to prioritize as and not only issue in the U.S. but also be able to issue um, in the LATAM region. So, what do you do in the meantime? <laughs> right, because things are on pause. So, so you guys playing a lot of like League of Legends or or what's going on? <laughs> Ani, do you have something? Uh, yeah, on this one, Tim, I, I think like we're um, yeah, obviously like our product is built out. We're in a tough a tough position. Um, like we're we're trying to you know explore some ideas uh, as well um, based on our backgrounds. But I mean, being within crypto, it's it's tough to like kind of think about like a fully on-chain product that we can that we can build out because our expertise is more on bridging the crypto and, and the fiat uh, side of it. Um, I don't know. Did, Akash, do you want to share any of the current ideas that we're thinking about? Uh, I, I think yeah. in the meantime, what we've been doing is talking to banks, sending them a bunch of diligence information. This is not a fun process to go through. Um, anytime you're applying for 
a partnership with a bank, you have to send them all kinds of details about your business, about the directors of your business, people on your board. And it's it's quite time consuming and pretty draining. So that's where a lot of our time has kind of been spent. And then thinking more about international card issuing, there's something that MasterCard and Visa do called being a principal sponsor. And this helps with international card issuing where a banking service who acts as a a principal sponsor for MasterCard or Visa can basically bypass having to partner with a local bank since they effectively act as a bank themselves. And that's super powerful for us. So it's something that we can look into because it makes international card issuing just so much easier. Yeah, and we even thought about, like, can we just become our own bank? (laughs) But um, we even talked to someone at, uh, you know, the San Francisco Fed, actually, and they were saying, yeah, I mean, nowadays, like the amount of bank applications has dropped by like 10x. And really, our only route is to acquire a bank charter. And for that, you have to have a board of directors, you need to have a, a huge compliance and legal infrastructure in place. So yeah, we even explored that. <laughs> yeah, $20, 30000000 million to buy a bank charter, and then turn that into a crypto friendly bank charter. But mm. we don't have the capital to do that today. <laughs> Mm. I mean, it's it would also seem like you could just go buy like a, a bank. I, I don't know if banks are for sale, you know, or like a, I wonder, like, a, I don't know how this works, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, 20, 30 million bucks for the bank charter. So so this is very interesting to me because I, I deal with this a lot in my life um, of just like there's so many opportunities out there, right? There's so many things that you can do. And, and for me, I pick all the things, right. But, but then there's this guilt in my life about like, why, why I should have just doubled down on this one thing, you know? So, so you guys are in that spot, right? You're in this spot where it's like, okay, we built something that's great. We come into friction, some significant friction, and we're just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But there's like in design, there's gravity problems and there's anchor problems. So this it's it's like for me, I just assume everything is a gravity problem, like something I can't change. And then I go for it or an anchor problem is something that you totally could just change if you thought about it in a different way. Right. So my question is, how do you how do you know when to like stop pushing on something and then like iterate or you know, because there's there's beauty to both. There's beauty to be like, no, we know the product works. We know it's there's a market fit, and we're just going to double down. We're just doing this. Or, you know what? We should pivot and we should do NFT tattoos now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the really tough question that we're actually having to go through right now. And this is something we've been discussing with our Y Combinator group partners as well. Um, the, the, the calculus in our mind right now is, look, it's expensive to issue cards, uh, and to be out there as a card issuer, uh, as in even like, for example, a bank we were speaking to the other day, um, for international card issuing, um, just the implementation fee itself is 50, 50,000, I believe. And on top of that, there's going to be monthly fees. Um, and this is a business where you make a fraction of the transaction volume, Um, So, for example, our revenue model was interchange revenue. So for every transaction, we probably just net 0.5%. And one of the biggest questions about the crypto landscape right now is, is there going to be enough transaction volume to make this a viable business for us? Because in the end, that's what we're here to do. Uh, And that's what, you know, we we have investors, we have have a responsibility there to 
you know, make a business that creates recurring revenue. Uh, so that's been our biggest hurdle in terms of, um, you know, that that we kind of consider um, right now. Um, but I mean, that, that that's what we're kind of like looking into right now. Is there other opportunities uh, that we can move faster in? Um, so I, I wish I had a better, clearer answer, but I think that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I think like with stablecoin, like we really believe in USDC and stablecoin, um, but we have to look at you know obviously are are people on ramping? What what is the incentive for folks to use crypto rails? Like one example is like in South America, like we've seen folks really want to hold the U.S. dollar, and and especially in these hyperinflationary markets, uh, and, and I think that really starts just like yeah onboarding more folks onto crypto, and that pushes the whole ecosystem forward. So that's something we're we're looking at. Um, and then obviously like cross-border payments, um, as well, uh, is huge. You know, if, if I'm a freelancer in India or something, and I'm working with the design agents in the U S like, it's a lot easier for me to just get paid in USDC than have to use like Swift or something, which takes like a week (laughs) for me to get my money. So, yeah, but it's something we're looking at in terms of, um, yeah, how is the ecosystem shaping up and how big is the market at, at the moment? So. Your, your startup, like you're a startup in in crypto, you're doing it. You're in Y Combinator. You're doing it. You've hit and you've you've come upon incredible friction. Doing it. Uh, you're 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 looking at the landscape from a very unique perspective. I think. Um, can you give us some the, the as the pull together community just some like things that you're seeing. And things that you're learning um, about crypto and where it's headed and like where the future is. I think one thing that for me that's really um, that was beautiful that is beautiful about Nucleus is just the abstracting away of things, like the ability to to reduce friction. And so I'm wondering, like, like what are some of those things that you're seeing or that you want to see uh, happen in the crypto space? I I think there's two kind of bull bull cases for crypto and stablecoin adoption worldwide. The the first one is pretty obvious, which is that in countries like Argentina and Latin America, they're they're facing 90 plus percent inflation. And the US dollar is the most stable currency in the world. And even though stablecoins in a sense go against the sort of DeFi decentralized mentality of a lot of crypto native people, they, they are super powerful and you can see their impact to people on the ground in Argentina where you buy eggs today for five bucks or five pesos and next week it'll be 10 pesos versus holding your money in the US dollar via USDC or other stable coins and keeping your your basically balance sheet flat. Um, so that's, that's bull case number one. And I think it's a pretty strong case. We're seeing a lot of companies pop up in Latin America that are doing really, really well in helping people either earn in USDC or convert pesos or whatever the local currency is to USDC. And it's really changing lives there. The the second bull case is this whole idea of making finance completely decentralized. Why why do banks exist? Why do they have to be middlemen? Why can't I just have peer-to-peer lending, peer-to-peer payment? And I think that's a, a bull case that will be more applicable here in North America once we get over this sort of next two, three-year recessionary period and flatness in crypto markets. Because it just makes sense to be able to stake some money and pull together or an Aave or a compound and wherever and earn interest. And that's entirely owned by me. 
as in I connect my self-custody wallet to whatever service I want. I don't have to go through a bank or some third-party financial middleman. Instead, we live in this completely decentralized open protocol world that makes everything super powerful. And this is a case that is 100% going to exist in the future, but I think it has some headwinds in the next two, three years. So what's it like in Y Combinator where I, you know, it's not necessarily Web3, right? It's it's pretty techy. It's pretty Web2-y. Are, are there, how Web3 is Y Combinator? I think there's like um, a small group of Web3 companies in Y Combinator that unfortunately in the last couple of months we've also witnessed are thinking about pivoting um, uh, because with Y Combinator, it really does put you on a time crunch. There's something called Demo Day and you're you're supposed to show results within a few months to investors at Demo Day so you can have a successful raise and also just, just accelerate the growth of your company. So given what Nikhil just said about this temporary sort of a hard time that crypto is seeing. We've seen that a little bit in crypto companies at Y Combinator. Um, I would say like Y Combinator really pushes like general first principles based thinking. Um, and that is, are you building something that people want? Right. And they don't really care if it is crypto or if it's in Web 2, as long as you have customers that are saying that, hey, I would want this to exist and I want this product. Um, that's the biggest kind of signal they go by. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, they also push us to think about, hey, how big can you be? How big is this market? Um, and those are the things that aren't really spoken of uh, in, in public. Uh, but I would say in our private group office hours or in our uh, our office hours with our group partners, that's what they talk really frankly about. Um, yeah. But are the Web3 people like sitting in the corner, like smoking cigarettes, like, like being the rebels, you know, like, just like, we're so, <laughs> and so, so that's how I feel. Like whenever I hear like web, web two, like tech stuff, I'm just like, Psh. I'm super snooty about it, which I need to chill out about. Uh, but it makes me feel better about myself. But, um, but also like with the advice and the coaching, sure. You can get that in the startup level, but you know, in the startup environment, but aren't you, isn't it just like, you have no, at some point there the advice that you're going to get from Y Combinator is going to fall flat because they're not web three native. Or do you think it's like, no, it's business advice is business advice. It applies to, so, you know, yeah, that's, that's my question to you is like, is it like 50% applicable? Do do you teach them stuff? Uh, I think a lot of the group partners actually have a very good idea of crypto um, because, I mean, if you look at Y Combinator, Coinbase came out of Y Combinator. Uh, this company called Coin Tracker that helps um, us, you know, file our crypto taxes um, came out of Y Combinator um, and also uh, OpenSea. So some of the most prolific sort of uh, Web3 influencers have come out of this program. So they do understand crypto very well. Um, so I, I guess, um, but at the same time, the business principle still applies, which is when Coinbase launched, they were dealing with demand that they couldn't even control. Um, and so was the case with, I guess, OpenSea. And um, if you look at even, uh, you know, YouTube videos of Y Combinator partners breaking down OpenSea, they were like, um, they had a waiting list of customers. OpenSea had like people waiting for them to to build this. Um, 
so the, the the principles start applying everywhere okay yeah that I, i've been put in my place I, I i'm i've ruined my chances to get into y, y combinator but that's good to hear and yes totally coinbase and OpenSea. that that's awesome didn't know that um but also but also they're like the the behemoths you know so then also i'm still like i still kind of get a little bit of my crypto high horse of like yeah but they don't know DAOs and they don't know you know protocols and so one thing about pool together that we're building is uh with v5 and hyperstructure and all these other terms is just how do you make a bit of code that is uh that will last right how do we do in my analogy is like how do we create os10 where you're just doing like os10 you know, point one, point two, point three. you know, like w- something that can is fully autonomous. It's running, it's permissionless and it, ru- it goes forever and no one has to touch it. And in the startup world, everybody has to touch it. Basically startups are just run off of like Excel spread or, you know, spreadsheets and manually doing it to demonstrate product market fit. And then you automate it, right? <laughs> then you code it just to show that people will use it. So with pool together, it's like, okay, this next version of pool together is like, ideally it's going to be any coin, any yield source uh, contributes to one prize pool or prize network that then distributes prizes to people. And it's no loss. And there's no penalty for withdrawing um, earlier or whatever, right? So the, this is these are the kind of the elements of pool together. And now we've just released this new um, prizing me- mechanism that where you can have now prize rollover, like so we can start seeing as yield increases as TVL increases, we can start seeing like a million dollar prize a year. That's the goal. Um, so just in kind of giving you what pool together is looking like and pool together is OG, like they're an OG 2019 uh, crypto protocol. And a lot of people know about it. Uh, like I would say like 50% of people know about it. Um, it. When I go to ETH Denver, that's basically, I think one out of every two people will know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, but there's like, you know, it, it's kind of this other thing is like, we're building something and we don't know if it's going to fit, you know, like it's, 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 we're, we're, we're just, we believe so much in this, um, uh, premium bond primitive, right. we, like it's, it's been proven IRL in the UK. Like it's, it, there's billions and billions of dollars in, in this primitive, but with crypto, you know, we want to see it, we want to see it explode and we want to see it, but it's just, it's knowing the potential of something, but not realizing it you know or not seeing it being realized and like what is wrong how do we do this so it's fun to like talk about it and just kind of examine and and think about ways to grow so i don't know if you have any um thoughts on pool together or advice for the pool together community as they're exploring crypto as we're going to go do go to east denver um what's your advice what any thoughts based on what i just said i think uh first of all it's super inspiring and interesting um, how essentially you're, you have so much more control with pool together uh, as a community, uh, what kind of rewards you want. Um, and this idea, like Nickel said, is it's only going to get more popular. As in right now, like your traditional checking or savings account is so much more boring. It's just uh, a number. And then also like when it comes to rewards, I really don't have much say over even like when I'm using my credit card, like the kind of rewards I get. So this kind of thing actually has a very like practical, uh, I would say, um, you know, utility for everyday people. And you can see why, like when something like pool together combined with a nucleus card, 
essentially becomes the future of banking, right? You uh, pool together does what it does best, what is which is like rewards and um, the best way to pool your money, and then you being able to spend it with nucleus cards. I think that is honestly a, a deadly partnership. Um, so that's what kind of really you know that's probably what motivates us to keep looking for these banking partnerships. I think when you're uh, like. I guess my one question to you um, and the community is like, um, what is the what is the uh, what do you think made it easier uh, in a DAO setting? What makes being in a DAO easier and forming as a community um, than like say in the traditional world where you just get together in like a Facebook group <laughs> or like uh, would love to hear your thoughts there is it that the fact that you know the movement of money becomes so much easier with a DAO, with a multi-sig with um with wallets um is it the fact that you know voting becomes so much easier rather than you you know relying on like facebook votes and things like that uh and forming a community that way uh, i'd love to get some thoughts on from you on that actually no, I appreciate that. Let me just address the the first part of what you said. Yeah. It's like the opposite of current credit card reward points, right? You you get 1% or maybe 2% or 3% on a category. Right. But that's it. And you to get the most out of the card, you have to spend, you have to, you have to buy crap, you know? (laughs) And, and so like, same thing with Starbucks, Starbucks is like one of the biggest banks in the world because they, or whatever, I don't know. They're a big bank because they have, everybody's money is just sitting in these gift cards and they spend and you get a latte or something, but that's, they're rewarding you with your your own product. But with this pull together idea with Nucleus is the ability to, and like everybody, I mean, we, I would love to see this everywhere, like the ability to like get the opportunity to have these outsized gains, right? Sure, you're going to get based on probability, some decent yield that's better than savings accounts, right? But but also you're you're getting the chance to win right now $5,000 per drawing, right? You're right. getting this outsized, which is really great. And you keep you actually get more points for saving like you actually it's it's encouraging you to save your money but also you can spend it at, at, at will and not having to think in these two buckets right now what you what you posed was an interesting question because you're basically asking like hey why a DAO? yeah why do you even have a DAO? when what you could have is a protocol you can have this this thing that's not a, a person or whatever yeah. it, it's like lives on and it goes and then you just have like a facebook group like a a casual community that's like kind of kind of that's that's the question right yeah rather than like something that's like more um uh you know formal right right yeah yeah so i don't know i mean right now it's just the proliferation of it right so it's 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 the the whole thing pull together works when the tvl is and the users are high right Right. it it works when you can get that milli yearly prize and and so i there right now there's pull together inc and then there's the pull together dow which is nascent we're forming we have teams and 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 more and more pull together inc is moving you know, potentially over to the DAO. And so we're figuring all of that out. Um, but yes, that's the idea is that the, that's the idea is that the thing lives on. And, and my three goals for growth are, um, I want to see everybody have something in pool together, like it's table stakes. If you're in crypto, you should be deposited in pool together. It doesn't matter the amount, but you totally should. You got to have the chance, right? For that milli yearly. The second thing is, is that I want to see, um, the same thing with protocols. 
if you're building in crypto, you should integrate with pool together in some way, shape or form, because it's out there to like add value to whatever you're doing. And it's like no loss marketing for you, especially with delegations where you can give users chances to win, but you don't lose any money because you can withdraw at any time. And then the third thing is that massive prize. Like, how do we get to like, ideally when we get to Millie yearly, then I'll change my name to Billy yearly. Like (laughs) imagine, right. We want to have this billion, like this, this mega ball, uh, challenging prize. And so I think the formalization, the DAO of the DAO is, is to generate that, figure out the chicken and the egg thing right now. We're, we're, we're soaring on users, which is really fun mm. uh, and really cool, but the TVL needs to get up too. And I think obviously with a, a better market, um, that can happen with tre- I still haven't cracked the nut on treasuries depositing into pool together. I think just because people are so super tight, they don't want to, they don't want another risk vector. Um, you know, but, but that's the idea is like, how can we make it so that it's easy for treasuries and communities to put their money into pool together and then use it to reward their people. Uh, Hey, when Starbucks rewards are actually pulled together tickets, you know, like that would be sick. Who cares about a latte when you got five grand every day potential. So that's crazy. Yeah. So I think that I would love it. So I think that's the goal. I think that, I think that you're right that eventually it is just like a Facebook group, like it's people, it's like that community um, savings kind of thing. So, but right now I think the formal, the formality of it is just to, just to push as hard as possible towards that goal of growing users in TVL and integrations. Love that. Yeah. I think we're kind of in the same position where we're a startup and we're just pushing ourselves as well to get to that position of being alive and having active users again. So in the early days, the idea of being fully decentralized doesn't necessarily work. You have to have motivated centralized entities who are going to push your your vision forward. And I think another analog between us is that um, we're building for V5 now, but that doesn't mean we stop pushing V4. Like it doesn't mean you stop everything. And we talked about this earlier, but um, there's this like, yes, uh, banking thing, but are you also like having is it possible to still have partnership talks right now or like talk to other uh, protocols, other platforms? Cause I really think that partnership is like the new is like, that's what marketing is in crypto. Like who, who else are you working with? What else are you able to do? So I wonder if you're, if you're having, I mean, you've, you've, you've reached out to pull together. We're talking, who else are you talking to that, uh, that you can at least talk about or, or even just talk about your strategy of is as far as partnerships and growth goes. A lot of our strategy was based around selling our infrastructure to self-custody wallets because ultimately we think that self-custody wallets are the future of banking. They are the future of your checking account and that a checking account typically has a debit card attached to it. So why wouldn't a self-custody wallet have a debit card attached to it? So we were in partnership talks with a couple of big self-custody wallets and some in Latin America, a couple in North America. And um, the idea is that they don't have to go through these pains of dealing with regulation and compliance that we've had to go through. And they don't have to build the tech to uh, off-ramp USDC or any stable coin into fiat so that you can use your crypto in the real world. That's something that we'll take care of. Um, that's kind of what our strategy is moving forward, is being this infrastructure layer for basically debit cards for any crypto. Yeah, and we, we've even seen like um, some DAO operators as well, like when we were live, um, when they spend it like with their Nucleus card, like they would use whatever wallet they want because all of their transactions are on chain. Like even if you spend at a Starbucks, 
the amount that you spent, it's literally an Ethereum transaction that you can see on chain. So you can pretty much use any wallet to interact with your transaction activity. Um, and so that's why we thought like, a, you know, partnering with wallets would be a pretty natural fit. Yeah, I love this. I love like thinking in spaces that I've not thought in before and then having all these ideas and then bothering the person. Oh, have you thought about this, 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 this? And they're like, yes. And then at one point, I might get one zinger where it's like, yes, I, I gave them an idea, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure wallets. But I'm like also thinking I'm like, oh. So like the, I'm really I've been learning a lot about lending and borrowing because I just grew up thinking that debt was bad and that you should always get out of debt. You should never have credit cards. You should never, you know, and then I get into crypto and like everything works off debt. Like a lot of it is very, uh, is very debt heavy. And so I'm getting into NFT lending and, and borrowing and, uh, and seeing how it's growing. And a lot of it, I mean, it's all basically over the counter, still like hand holding discord chat. Anybody going to give me a loan (laughs) for my crypto punk, you know? Um, and it's still that, but like, but even that, like, when somebody takes a loan, they can take it off chain and use it, right? Like they might want to do that. Um, and so anyway, just thinking about like how I see NFT loans growing, then I could totally see like a partnership, like just the ability for a lender or a borrower to also like spend off of that. So anyway, yeah, I love just thinking about disparate possible connections um so uh anyway i'll pass people as i'm talking to people i'll be like oh you should totally talk to nucleus this would be great and then you'll be like tim not yet or something (laughs) so cool um anything else you guys wanted to talk about that i that we uh didn't break out or that i didn't bring up in my line of questioning Mm. i mean um i think we're still uh open in terms of you know connecting with anyone um so I mean, you see Nickel's Discord here. Feel free to just message us anytime, any ideas. I mean, look, like, in the end, we're driven by the community. And if people, you know, um, really, really want this thing, and we, the more evidence we see of that, like, I think it's only going to make our conviction stronger and, you know, help us go faster. So, I mean, um, yes, please do send people our way. We'd love to still chat uh, while we are in this zone. And, I mean... You know, just share what we've learned along the way, along with, I think, just learn within each other. So, you know, very open to just connecting with anyone. Um, We're happy to chat. Yeah, and I think like now more than ever, like with the sentiment around exchanges being what it is, like we'd love to like, yeah, help like bring a solution like this um, and partner. I I think like you said, Tim, like partnerships are the way in Web3. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're open to to chat about anything. Well, I will certainly throw some references your way as, as as I'm talking to people and pull together community. I mean, when I first talked to Nucleus, I just pitched this idea and we just started dreaming dreams together of what would it look like to spend your PTA USDC. And they were on board like they were just like, let's do it. And yes, there's friction. And yes, there's there's uh, things that are, you know, roadblocks and stuff. But I'm just excited to see that happen. I'm excited to see other stuff happen. So as a pull together community, I'm sure we can, uh, you know, throw some throw some references, throw some partnerships your way and cheer you on and support you as you're going. So uh, Nucleus crew, be encouraged. Uh, You've got you've got friends in the pull together community for sure. (laughs) Ani, Nickel. Akash, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a blast. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit, and we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pool Together Discord and let us know.